Welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Resilient Experience. Hey, nowadays the pain follow me. Deal with trauma privately. I don't want to be a burden. I handle things to find. So right now, as I'm delivering information to you, like we're sitting here doing this, like we can't feel it, but like structural damage is actually taking place. Like toxins and byproducts are being deposited. Toxic waste is being deposited in our brain. And so when we sleep, and this was proven with imaging while somebody was sleeping, our brain cells actually shrink and impulsive of cerebral spinal fluid come in and pretty much like power wash our brain. Today we have a very special guest. He is a sleep performance coach. So he works with a lot of athletes, he works with fighters, and his main goal of what he's working on is to improve their sleep to help with their athletic performance. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. He has over 13 years of experience in the sleep medicine field, and he has a certification from Harvard. So I'm very interested to see his insight on sleep, how it affects the body, performance, and as an athlete, how important it is to get good sleep. So I know this is gonna be a great conversation. So let's go ahead and bring on Thomas Hinton II. Hello. Can you hear me okay? I can. Very good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's your Sunday going? Uh, it's going really well. Um, I'm, I'm excited and also nervous for this. I get nervous every time I do these, so. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I I used to get really nervous when I would first do these, when I first started. And then yeah. the more I did, the more, the less nervous I got when I would do them. But yeah, I used to just like, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't understand. Uh, but no, I, I'm excited to talk about this stuff because it's, you know, I, I think I, these combat, they need to hear this, you know, yeah. uh, big time. How's your Sunday going, by the way? Good. Uh, I love Sundays because, funny enough, that is the day that I usually get the best sleep. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I don't have as much to do on Sundays. Well, I mean, I guess I do my podcast on Sundays, but it's like, it just feels like an easy day. Like it's more relaxed. There's not as like the hustle and bustle of the weekday. So it's like, I I can just sleep in if I want to and just chill. But yeah. Good. Yeah. It's nice. I, um, I feel like lately I've been trying to get better sleep, but it's hard. It's so hard. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you because I I feel like I need help just as much as your clients do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. I, I love, I, I enjoy it. Like I can, you know, and please interrupt me if, if you need to, because I can get a little long-winded sometimes because I, I I just, I love what I do. I love sleep. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's like, awesome. Because I, I, I can get rolling and yeah. <laughs> no worries. I'm, uh, I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit. I'm a little, my audio is a little high compared to yours. Oh, am I too loud? No, I was too loud. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm checking. You're not allowed to. No, you're good. So how, I guess, when did you kind of get started in this? How did that um, happen? Obviously, you didn't just wake up one day and you're like, I'm asleep, you know, performance coach. Like, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, so I'll I'll start at Genesis here. So um, I started off in the sleep lab. I've been in sleep medicine now for 15 years. And I started off in the sleep lab doing sleep studies. And so that was really how I explained it. That's where I really got the opportunity to, to learn and witness the architecture and the mechanism behind sleep. So what it looks like. So I always joke and say, oh, I've seen sleep. 
you know, because I have, because we're putting electrodes on the, on the head and we're able to see that brain activity. And so I know when you're sleeping, I know when you're awake um, and different, you know, what stage of sleep you're in and all that kind of cool stuff. So um, just fast forward, continued education and training. So the first half of my career was on the neurological side of sleep. The second half of my career was on the pulmonary side. So it's more respiratory focused. Um, and so, you know, I, I ran the sleep medicine part of a pulmonologist practice. And one day, you know, a gentleman says, hey, man, you deliver information really well. You should do this for a living. And I'm like, well, I do do this for a living. And he's like, well, I'm like, like entrepreneur, like business level, which scared the hell out of me because I never thought of doing anything like that. And so I just started doing some research, talking to people who are business owners, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then in July of 2019, that's when I launched, you know, circadian health systems. But I, I do business as circadian health and performance. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of how what, what led into it. That's awesome. So yeah. when you, I guess when you like first started working before you started working in the lab, I guess mm -hmm. what kind of drove you, did you just have a passion for it or like what kind of drove you to get into that field in the first place? Oh yeah. So I get, so, so that's what I call my why. And I get this question a lot. Like what's your why? Um, yeah. and actually it started with my dad. Um, you know, he, he passed away when I was two and a half and a massive heart attack. And, um, you know, my mom kind of talked about how he would, you know, when I saw pictures of him, he was just, he was a fit guy, you know, 19 inch biceps, he was huge. Um, yeah. And so it was just like a head on top of some shoulders. There was like no real neck, you know. And so working in the sleep lab, we dealt a lot with sleep apnea. And so I have sleep apnea and it can be hereditary. And so, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it can. And so, I didn't you know, realize my mom that. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And so my mom kind of talked about every, every now and then, you know, like the whole snoring thing. And, uh, and so I just kind of put two and two together myself and was just like, man, like, what if he, cause he's only 35 years old. I'm like, what if he, what if he had sleep apnea and he just didn't know it, you know, wow. cause it's one of the causes of heart attack and stroke. And so I was like, dang. And so I, I just kind of like really got into that. The, the, the position came open. I applied for it. I got it. And pretty much like all I've been doing now is like my, my main, my main like goal is to, was to help people as many people as I can not be my dad. You know what I mean? And I can end up like that, you know what I mean? And, you know, end up checking out early. Um, and so that's what's always driven me was just like, you know, helping people. My wife and my daughter, they always tease me because every time we go somewhere and somebody brings up sleep, you know, like my ear, my antennas kind of perk up and they're just like, oh, don't get him started, you know, because I'll, I'll start going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand. That's how I am with MMA. Anytime I hear somebody talk about MMA, I'm like, oh, and like, yeah. I love talking about it, but that's good. It's important. I think there's not enough people in the world that are doing something that they're actually passionate about. I think that too many people kind of chase the money or chase whatever. And when you do what you actually love and you do something you're passionate about and you're driven by helping people, um, there's just so much more to that. I think it speaks for itself for sure. Yeah. And you can tell too, when somebody's passionate about something and you can tell when they aren't and yep. the results it, it, will show that show. too. Yes. Yeah, it, it definitely, I've worked with a lot of people I, and I've worked in healthcare for a long time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with, you know, I've seen people who are just in it for, for the paycheck, you know, yeah. and, it, and it does show, you know, it, it does show. Definitely. Well, and it's easier to get burnt out too. You know, you, when you do what you love, it's a lot harder to get burnt out because you're doing it for the right reasons. Absolutely. hundred yeah, percent. Like that's what I'm, I'm in it for the right reasons. Yeah. And, and you have, so you were work, working in the sleep lab, obviously you told me about that. Mm -hmm. And then you have a sort certif of a certification from Harvard. 
Yeah, so it's just it's a uh, it's certified in, in sleep improvement. Uh, it was a little course that I took. Uh, just adds a little cachet, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, so like you know, I I add that in there, you know, because it you know uh, I I have it, and so but you know, and it, mm-hmm. and it it sounds good when you're able to say that, like, oh yeah, like you know, I'm certified in sleep improvement from Harvard Health, you know, so stuff like that. So it's really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I I know they do like some of those one-off courses. I've never really looked into it too much, but I've always thought that was really interesting that they have like those options to do that because, yeah, I'm sure that yeah. definitely helps you having that under your belt. And, um, of course, anytime people see the name Harvard, they're like, ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. That's really cool. So you, I guess, tell me a little bit about like how you work with your clients, like, I guess, what is your goal when you get a new client? What's your goal with them most of the time? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the way I explain it is um, I exist to help athletes understand how and why sleep directly impacts their athletic, mental, physical performance, recovery, personal stuff, like all, all mental health, like all of it. Um, and so what I do is I, um, I customize and I tailor, you know, programs specific to them because everybody's different. You know, like it's not a one size fits all type of thing. So I'm trying to, so I gather all this information, you know, about them. Um, and so I, I listen to what they are doing, but I'm also listening to what they're not doing. And so mm-hmm. then I take that information and, and I put it together. And then, you know, we, we do what, what I call a plan overview. So like we agree on it together because I don't want to waste my time or theirs and do a bunch of back and forth. Um, so we agree on it together and then, you know, I send it to them and then we start. And so I, what I do is I, I hold their hand throughout the entire process. Um, and so, and so what that does is, is that that brings a lot of accountability, um, you know, compliance, comfort, confidence, you know, like knowing that you have someone that that's actually going to like, Hey, did you do what you're supposed to do? You know, you know, they know that they have to meet with me, you know, once or twice a week. So it's like, you better do what you have to do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, but yeah, and that, that's how I do it. But I also focus on, uh, just like the recovery part as well. So like I have my own brick and mortar space here. And so you know, a lot of times they'll come and see me and they'll get like cupping done, red light therapy, um, molecular hydrogen therapy, biofeedback stuff. Um, and I got some other things coming up now that I'm going to, I'm going to start adding to it. Um, but yeah, they, they come to me and get some of that stuff done. And it's just like how you sleep directly impacts how effective your recovery stuff is, you know, yes. and some don't, aren't recovering properly. So then I, I, I dive into that with them as well and just say, okay, this is, this is how it works. So it's the way I explained it is it's all part of the, the, the process of becoming great. Right. Because like all these athletes, they say they want to win and they want to do this and they want to do that. But then it's like, OK, well, are, are you willing to make the proper sacrifices? So just what I bring to the table, just the sleep part of it. Now you have to prioritize your time, you know, in your activities to make sure that you can get proper sleep. So now what are you yep. willing to give up? So I help them understand that. And that's part of the mental performance part that I work on them, that I work with them, uh, that I work on them with as well. Um, so it's, it's just all around. I, I, try, I try to, I try to surround them with, with as much as I can, um, within my wheelhouse. Like I, I don't try to go outside of my, you know what I mean? But the sleep sure. is the base and the foundation and all these, and some of these other things that I do, um, impact that. So. Right. Well, cause I'm sure there's people that are like, well, I get four hours of sleep a night and I'm killing it, you know? And it's like. How do you convince them that 
because there's even been times in my life where I've been like, oh, I don't need to sleep. I'm good. And then the effects will catch up to me later. And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I do need to sleep more. And but because it's like, oh, I'm able to get so much more done when I only sleep four or five hours a night. And then it's like, I have all this more time in the day. So how do you convince people who are like sold on the fact that they can just get everything done and, and they're killing it and only getting, you know, a few hours of sleep a night? How do you convince them the importance of sleep and why that's not good? <laughs> just, uh, honestly, I mean, just, just like just presenting them to them, like, you know, the, the data. Um, yeah. But not only that, but just my experience, right? So, so when they hear, you know, like where I come from in the sleep field, you know, and I'm just like, look, I, I know that you think this. I said, but I've been doing this for a really, really long time. And it's like, I've, I've seen these things, you know, so I have these experiences that I'm able to share with them. And they're just kind of like, okay, like I, ha I, I can't, I mean, I can't not take this guy serious because this is what he does for a living. He's not just some random guy telling me this stuff, you know? And yeah, on the front end, it does seem like you're able to get more done when you stay up longer and do this. But then like you said, on the back end, then you start running yourself down, then, then you're not doing anything. You know, when yep. if you have a consistent sleep schedule, then you're, you're able to knock out stuff every day the way you want to, you know? So it kind of has an opposite effect. Um, and so it's funny, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. So, um, so I worked with uh, a coach for the Chicago Sky, the, the, the WNBA team. And I got him to where, I mean, he was staying up to like three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, he's like, no one's going to outwork me. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to be known for that. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be known for how you're falling apart, you know, later on in life or even earlier in life. That's what you're going to be remembered by. Right. And so right. I got him to where, you know, he was going to bed by 1130 midnight. And then I, I did a follow-up session with him. He's like, oh my gosh, he goes, my wife told me to, to tell you thank you. He's like, because now he has more energy. He's more mentally focused, more mentally energized. He's like, I'm doing, he's like, I'm doing things around the house. He goes, I'm folding laundry. Like I'm doing all these things that I've never done before because he's always been so tired and just, you know, sleeping in later, you know, and, and now he's actually getting things done, you know? And so I kind of, that's kind of how I get through to them a little bit when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, just entertain me. Just let's just try it, and then and then and then if it, if it works, great. If it doesn't, okay, then you got me. Right. But yeah, yeah, because I feel like I've it's so easy to convince yourself too. Like, I've convinced myself like, oh, I'm more creative at night. I'm more creative late at night, so I need to stay up late. And but then it just totally like spirals out of control with my sleep schedule and then there's like one day I need to wake up super early and I can't you know or if I do I barely get any sleep because my sleep schedule is such a mess and yeah. and I think like and I have ADHD too so I think for me like it's really hard for me to like schedule my sleep and mm -hmm. it's it seems like just other things take precedence to it a lot of times and yeah. I forget, you know, and I also have a chronic illness. I have lupus. So sleep is yeah, really important for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sleep is Absolutely. very important. But yeah. it's hard. I'm, I'm I mean, especially when you're busy, for sure. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback on something that you said. So yeah. because this is a real thing as well. When you said you feel more creative, you know, at night. Well, that's a real thing. So people have this thing called a chronotype. Okay. Hmm. And, and your chronotype kind of kind of depicts when you're going to go, when you when you sleep and when you wake up. And so there are some people and, and they're categorized by animals. And so like mm. for me, my, my chronotype is a bear, you know, so I'm in bed by like nine, nine, about 930 or so, 945. And then I wake up about, you know, about, about seven o'clock. All right. So I'm a bear. 
you would be considered what's called a night owl. Okay. And so there are some people that they are more productive, you know, between 9 p.m. and 12 a.m. You got some people like I'm I'm most productive between about 9 a.m. until about like 1 30, 2 o'clock. And then I hit that wall and then I and then I don't want to say I'm useless, but it's just kind of like now I'm just kind of coasting, you know, through through the rest of the day. So like sure. if you give me something to do between 9 a.m., you know, and 10 2 p.m., like boom, boom. I mean, I'm I'm going, I'm hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. But after that, it's just I kind of hit this wall where I'm just coasting. And so I always tell me when I'm working with like non-athletes, you know, like in, you know, professionals and th different things like that, I tell them, like schedule the most important tasks of the, of the day when you're the when you're the most effective. Right. You know, when you're the most productive. Because then you'll get those, not not that other things aren't aren't important, but like the things that you really, really, really got to get done, like get that stuff done within that window when, when you're most productive, you know, and then whatever else, the, the kind of auxiliary things on the back end you can kind of do when you're just kind of coasting throughout the rest of the day, you know, and so then when they start doing that, they're like, holy cow, like I'm getting more done. Oh, I got a promotion. Oh my gosh, like I'm making more money now at work. Oh my God, because now you're more engaged, you're more, you know, um, just different just different things like that. i mean there's so many different components to it i mean I, I can just go on forever but that's kind of like kind of the hot points on it when it comes to that stuff yeah that's really interesting i feel like i need to pay more attention to that too like when am i the most productive because like sometimes i feel like i'm a slow starter like i'll mm -hmm. get up and i'll just it'll take me forever to kind of like get into the day and then it's not till like nighttime that all my ideas like come to life and then but then also sometimes first thing in the morning I'm super productive. So it's like, I, I don't know. I think I just need more consistency, really. Um, well, consistent. So what you want to do is like, you want to do, I, I guess, I guess that's something that we're, that we're going to discuss later. I think, I think it's a question for later that you're going to ask me. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it for that. <laughs> yeah. So in your experience, I what I wanted to ask you is you've worked with non-athletes, you've worked with athletes, you've worked with fighters. Mm -hmm. What do you think is there a big difference when you're working with, let's say, an athlete, like a team sports athlete, like basketball, football, whatever, versus working with a fighter? So obviously I talk to a lot of fighters, so I, yep. I'm really curious on that and how different is like their, I guess, protocol? Yeah, so it's a little different because of the, the toll that their sport takes on their body opposed to, you know, like basketball um, foot, like football, I would kind of put them in the same category, you know, just because of how barbaric it is. Um, yeah. the, not to mention that other sports don't take a beating, but but when you when I test and you look at football and then like then you look at like soccer, it's like it's not the same, you know. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But for like but for fighting, they get they get hit, they get punched in the face for a living, and and all of them all other areas of the body kicked and all that stuff for a living. Um, so their protocols are a little bit different in the sense that. Uh, you know, like when I focus on the brain health aspect of it. Um, so that's kind of where it's different for me um, because, I mean, it's this, if you look at, and there's too, there's too much research and data out there, you know, and studies that show the toll that combat sports takes on the brain. Um, yeah. And a lot of them don't understand the role that sleep plays in how their brain, like, you know, uh, you know, regenerates and rejuvenates and like cleans itself out and different in, in cell repair and different things like that. Um, and so that's kind of, for me, that's kind of the difference because like with my basketball players, I don't really focus so much on that with the basketball, you know, with, my, with like a basketball player or something like that. I mean, we do some cognitive stuff, but it's more so like, it's solely like, okay, on, on the sleep side of it, 
you know, and so, so that, I guess that's the, the best way that I can explain it. Um, but again, it all comes down to, you know, when I'm doing the consultation, just listening to like how they're doing certain things. And then that's how, you know, I'm able to customize kind of the protocols and different things like that. So it's okay, different for everybody. Interesting. Yeah, that was one thing I was kind of thinking about because obviously a lot of brain trauma uh, happens in combat sports. And yeah, I mean, it's really important to take care of your brain and body, especially when you're, yeah, you're getting concussions, you're getting injured, you're getting all that kinds of stuff. Because not only for, yeah, I mean, if you're getting punched in the face, but like you said, also like the injuries too. I mean, there's a lot of injuries in combat sports, probably more than most other sports, I would think. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, you're literally getting hit, you're getting kicked, you're getting thrown around. I mean, even just the wrestling too, like it's hard on your joints. And in my experience, you know, sleep helps with recovering, uh, your muscles. I mean, like they always say like, you don't, you know, you don't grow muscles when you're working out, you grow muscles when you're, when you're resting. Um, And, and you're breaking them down when you're working out. So the rest is so important in order to, yeah, like rejuvenate and help that recovery process. So I was really curious about that. Um, what have been some discoveries that you've made in working with athletes and working with fighters that have been just really, I guess, interesting or really like revolutionary to you? Um, I, for me, like, I guess the main one is because like the, the, the majority of my clients are Olympians, you know, and, and other pro athletes, uh, you know, in, in that MMA space and, you know, other spaces. And sure. like the biggest thing for me is that they don't, is that a lot of them don't know that this is a real thing, you know, like, a, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's hard trying to get them because once they reach the pro level, a lot of them have this, oh, I made it. And it's like, yeah, 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 you made it. But now you, you got to focus on being great at this level now. Like it doesn't stop, you know? Yeah. And then you present these things to them and they're just kind of like, Oh, you know, like, I don't, you know, I, I, that's not a priority right now, you know, but then like I get on, I get on a podcast and I start talking about, you know, these different things about like the brain and how like, okay, I'll give you an example. Like, like 20, 20% of the oxygen, 20% of the oxygen that we breathe, I'm start over. Our brain uses 20% of the oxygen that we breathe, which is, which, and that's a lot of, of demand from something that only takes up 2% of our body. Right. right? And so, but, but this isn't a priority for you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's kind of like a big revelation for me when dealing with uh, like any athlete, but more so combat fighters, um, when I'm reaching out to their, either their agent or if, if they're accessible, I'm reaching out to them. Oh, no, it's not a priority. Um, you know, we're, we're going, we're, I'm doing something else. I'm just like, I bet you're not doing this though. You know what I mean? And it's just, and then they hear stuff like this, me talking on here. And next thing you know, my DMs are getting flooded. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you know, blah, 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 blah. and so, um, that, I guess for me, that's my biggest, my biggest revelation working with like high level athletes is just, um, just there. And not, and I'm not saying this to be, um, like to, like to, to say like, like idiots or anything like that, but like just their lack of lot, the, the, the lack of knowledge when it comes to this kind of stuff, this is kind of yeah. like, man, like you're on this high level, like, in, in like, like no one's told you this, you know, right. until, like until I just now said it, you know, and then it's just like, no, I had no idea, you know, so. Yeah, I feel like it is starting to become more of a conversation. I think especially since podcasts have become a thing because people have more access to information now. And like Andrew Huberman, for example, talks about sleep all the time. And and it's like, 
I think it's good. I think it's good that we hear that, but it's still, you hear it, you know, it's true, but you still will find every reason to deny it or to avoid it. And it's like, we know the things that are bad for us for the most part, we know the things that are good for us, but it's like, it, it's almost, I thought this was interesting. So like you see all these things about discipline all the time. It's like a pretty, I feel like pretty big movement right now on social media and especially with like, yeah, like the Goggins behind me, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. And you hear about discipline, but I think sometimes that word gets a little misconstrued because yeah. while discipline, yes, sometimes is pushing yourself to the limit, staying up late to finish that project, to make sure you get things done, of course. But I also think a big part of discipline is saying no to things and prioritizing the things that are important for you long-term yep. as well, which sleep is one of them. Um, but yep. what I've noticed about that is it takes even more discipline to have better sleep because then you have to be really good at time management. Because when you get less sleep, that means you have less hours in the day, like we were saying earlier, less hours in the day to do things. So you have to meticulously plan out your schedule to make sure you get enough sleep because those yeah. things have to get done no matter what. And yep. if you don't get them done, guess what? You're staying up till midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know? And so it takes discipline to make that time to get your good sleep. So it's yep. almost like doing less, but you're doing it in, well, not doing less, but doing more in a shorter period of time in order to have the discipline to get good sleep. So it's like, yeah, yeah. discipline isn't always running yourself into the ground. Like that's not what discipline is. <laughs> well, I want to piggyback on that really quick. So there's this clip and I, and I use this too, and I give him credit for it, but Nick Saban, the, the, the head coach at Alabama, you know, he, he said there's a certain time frame, you know, where, where, where you know, athletes struggle the most. And he, when it comes to discipline, he's like, and it's, it's too, he said it comes down to two things. He like, the, the one thing is, is like, there's something that, that you know that you're supposed to do and you don't want to do it, but can you make yourself do it? And then on the other hand, there's, there's things that you, know, that you know you're not supposed to do, but you want to do it. Can you make yourself not do it? You know, and that, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that, that, that's discipline you know, right, you know, right there, you know, I know that I'm supposed to prioritize my sleep and, and, you know, create triggers leading up to bed, you know, that my body, my brain will recognize leading up to it. But I really want to get on Instagram and I want to get on Twitter and I want to get on TikTok and all this kind of stuff. Right. And yeah. it's like, I really want to do that, but can you make yourself not do it to put yourself in the best position to be successful during your, during your, your sparring session the next day, you know what I mean? Or, or to be able to, to recall a certain, you know, uh, you know, like move or kick or whatever it is that, that you're learning, you know, to be able to recall that and execute that properly the next day, you know, are, are you willing to do that? That's a sacrifice that you have to make, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? So that's one, so that's the thing where I know what I'm supposed to do, but I really don't want to do it. Can I make myself do it? You know, or man, like I, I'm, I'm cutting weight. I really want to eat this, you know, that, that, that I'm not supposed to eat. You know, so can you make yourself not do it? Because that's the other side of it. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I want to. Can I make myself not do it? I really want to go to this party, but I, but I have but I but I have a fight in three days. You know what I mean? Can I make myself not do it? So like it's just just as an example, it's like that's what you know, that's what that is. 
Oh, for sure. Well, and it's even harder now with, we have so many distractions, right? We have a phone, which isn't just a phone anymore. It's a computer. It's a TV. It's everything. So, and I don't know, what do you think about this? So for, to get the best sleep, do you think it's best to like throw your phone in a different room, I guess, or what, how do you, how do you feel about having your phone like with you, like in the bed, like you're getting ready for bed, you're sitting on your phone, like how bad is that? Or is it just depend on the person? It is bad. Um, and so it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my, they, my athletes, they hate when I do this with them, but, but, but then they're like, oh my gosh, like this has made a, a huge difference, you know? Um, and it's hard too, because it's like, well, what was there's an emergency, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I tell them like, Hey, you know what? Like when you, so we do like a 30 minute, what's called a 30 minute wind down period. And so let's say, you know, for example, my bedtime is about nine 30. So at nine o'clock, like I start my 30 minute wind down. And so like, there's no like electronics, no, you know, no cell phone use, no social media, like no electronic, none of that stuff. I find something to do, you know, that's, that's relaxing for 30 minutes, more so about 20, about 25 minutes or so. Um, and then like the last five to 10 minutes of that is finished off in the sleep environment. So like I'll change into what I'm going to wear to bed in the sleep environment. Um, some people don't wear anything to bed, you know, like, okay, well, when, okay, well, I know when, you know, Brianna takes this off, she goes here. And when Brianna puts right. this on, she goes here. And so your brain understands that and, and it's a cue. So what you're doing is like, you're setting all these different cues that, you're, that, that your brain will recognize leading up to bed. So then therefore, when you, when you finally get in the sleep environment, that, that transition and the relaxation and sleep is a lot more pleasant. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, and so that's, that's really, really important to be able to do that. That takes discipline. That, yes. I mean, that really, really takes this. I mean, I've talked to athletes who are like, oh my gosh, but I, you know, I'm in my, I'm in bed. I, I love going through social media when I'm in my bed. I'm like, yeah, but this is why you can't, your body can't transition well, because now you've, you've, asso- you, you're, you're, you've associated this environment with wakefulness and happiness and laughter. So when you enter that mm. environment, your brain's like, oh, this is where we have fun. And then you start preparing right. for it. And so now you can't relax or people that do like, you know, finances or homework or stressful things in the sleep environment. Well, now your cortisol's up, you know what I mean? Now your adrenaline's mm. going. And so the next time you enter that environment, it's like, Ooh, last time Brianna was in here, she was stressed out. Let me go ahead and start preparing her for that. You know? And so then not, now you're just, you're wired up and you're awake and you're like, why can't I sleep? Well, because the last, for the last week you were doing something stressful here. And so now your brain associates that environment with stress. And so that's a huge, I mean, like that, that, that's really important that you recognize that. So again, that, that takes a lot of, a lot of discipline. And so when I'm talking to athletes about this, sometimes I'll be like, look, like if you want to be like on TikTok or Instagram so bad, when you don't win the championship or when you don't win, make sure you're on TikTok and Instagram watching the person who won. Make sure you're watching their stories since it's that important to you. Make sure you're on right. there then, right? You know, and then they're kind of like, uh, I'm like, yeah, like this is, you have, to, you have to be intentional about this, about, about your sport. And this is part of it. So. Yeah, no, it's so true. I feel like that's something I struggle with is relaxing before I go to bed and getting myself into sleep mode, unless I'm just exhausted, which a lot of times I am. And it's not hard for me to fall asleep because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But yeah. there are a lot of times where my brain, it just seems to like go, 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 go. And I don't know how to turn it off. And yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, most people sleep with their phone in their bed. And yeah. it's, and for a lot of people, their phone is their alarm clock. Yeah. 
And so oh. their phone's right there. And, you know, if my phone's right there, it's hard for me to not get on it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm very disciplined. So like I like when I when I when I go into the bedroom, I plug my phone up on the charger and it goes face down the floor. I'm done. Like I don't. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And like, and I'm able to do that. And so I, I know that people are, I know they're, they're, they're capable of doing it, but are they willing though? You know, because being capable and being willing are two different things. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I have apps that are capable of putting down their phones and staying, like staying off, but some of them don't do it. But then I have some that are actually willing to do it and they do do it. And, and then, and then things, things change for them athletically, mentally, physically, all that stuff. Right. And so 100%. it's just trying to get, it's trying to get athletes, especially on the on the on the elite level, because you know, again, like the mindsets are just different. But yeah. just getting them to understand, it's like, hey, like you brought me on here for a reason, you know what I mean? And so, and, and this is what we're going to be doing, you know. And for so, sure. I, I don't really baby them too much because you know they, they get <laughs> they get canceled everywhere else, so I don't do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like, especially in combat sports now, like you get to an elite level, the sport has evolved so much that it's almost like those little things. And I just saw a clip, uh, Colby Covington was talking about this. Um, it was a clip I just saw like literally a couple hours ago. And he was talking about why he doesn't drink alcohol. Or he was saying like, you know, I have a drink once in a while. And he's like, because I am a full-time athlete. He's like, I have dedicated myself to this sport. And he was saying like, you know, going out partying, that doesn't fit into my, you know, my goal basically of what I want to do. And I wanted to ask you about that a little bit and I'm kind of, you know, (laughs) piggybacking here on things, but, um, but since it's fresh on my mind, how does that whole, like, I guess, work hard, play hard lifestyle, how does that affect sleep and performance? Cause I know a lot of people that, um, during the week, you know, they get their stuff done. They, very disciplined and then as soon as the weekend comes all that goes out the window they stay (laughs) up till 3 a.m 4 a.m they're out they're drinking heavily and you know and i've been there um i haven't had a drink in over a year because and i I same exact thing like colby was talking about because i don't want any distractions um i don't want anything negatively affecting my performance my productivity my schedule you know, it's to me, it just seems like those things just get in the way. But I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that because it's something I think about a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really hard because like you have um, like it, it's really hard to, to convince. I mean, like even non-athletes, you know, because you, you have you have, you know, outliers, you know, like out, out there in the world. Yes. You know what I mean? And like anytime you ever notice, like if somebody posts something on social media about like, you know, about discipline or about this whatever there's always like someone that's you know a couple of people are like oh well you know i've only had two hours of sleep in two years and i'm still <laughs> able to do this at a high level you know just i'm i'm you know being dramatic but you know what i mean like there's always like someone that's always got you know like oh well i didn't have to do this well i don't have to and so there are there are outliers out there but they don't understand they, they're using their own situation and thinking that you know yeah, like because it, this is how I've always operated, and like anybody should be able to do it. It doesn't work that way. Um, no. So there are some athletes that 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 can, you know. I mean, I mean, look at you know. I don't know if you know who James Harden is, the the NBA yeah. player. He's like he's it's it's documented that he loves going to strip clubs. You know what I mean? And like, and he'll after a game he'll go. 
but then like yeah. he'll soak, he'll, but then he'll soak again and, and put and put forty up on you. You know, he's he's an outlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he's, John Jones he's is another one that comes to mind. John Jones, you know, he he's an outlier, but for the majority, that's not the case. So yeah, again, trying to get you know, and but here's the thing though, like when when I'm working with athletes. You know, I tell them, like, look, I'm not saying that, I mean, we, we have to have an outlet somewhere, you know, here every every now and then. I'm not saying that, that you have to, like, completely just shut down all fun, none of that. There has to be a balance, right? But at the same time, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to have balance when you're trying to be elite and trying to be great. So, like, it's yeah. like a balancing act, you know, it's like you, you lean too far on one end of, of trying to be great. And then like family, friends, you know, and they're like, oh, oh, and then you, then you come back again. And it's, it's just a constant balancing act on, on that tightrope. And it, it's just, I explained to them, like, it's like, well, what do you want out of this? Like, okay, like, yeah, go, go party, go have fun. But, but not every weekend, not, not for, right. not, not two days a week. You know what I mean? You can't do that. That's not good for the body because you, you, you're literally undoing everything that you've done leading up to that. Right. Because how you sleep before and after competition directly impacts you know i'm saying your, your recovery everything you know oh what my I mean? god so i know if so if you if you do really good you know monday through friday you know and then saturday and then you know or i guess monday through thursday and then like friday saturday and you, you're you're just hitting it hard in the clubs and doing things like you're undoing everything yeah. everything you know and so that's what they don't realize when i come to them i'm like hey man like let's let's talk let's talk about where i mean i don't get mad if they say no rejection doesn't bother me um but it's just kind of like again, they get, I get the whole oh, it's not about you know, ah, it's not a priority. I'm just like, yeah, you guys don't get it, you know. But hey, but keep hey, but keep doing what you're doing though. Like keep keep, keep going, you know, because then because then when it doesn't work out, what happens is they start they start oh well he will she will they then and then they start pointing fingers. Oh, man, I, I just oh, yeah. man, I, I just didn't prepare. Uh, I just I, I I just I need to prepare more. I need to prepare better, you know. And what they're missing is they do all this overtraining and, and all this you know work 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 grind 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 but they don't add sleep as part of the grind that's part of the yes. training you know and and they don't implement that it's what i call the missing piece of the, of the performance puzzle you know mm-hmm. and they don't add that in there and so like the same thing keeps happening to them over and over and over again and they're just like i don't understand why well i do <laughs> you know yeah um and i've kind of got a little proof in that because there's a, there's a few athletes that i've worked with um, and again, I'll never claim to be the sole reason why somebody, an athlete, elevated or evolved. Of course. Again, yeah. it's missing the performance puzzle. So the few athletes that I've worked with that are just like, man, like they've been in their career for, for a couple of years. They keep getting to a certain point and they just can't get over that hump. So just like personally. And then they bring me on board and then, and then boom, next thing you know, they just start, they just start going. And they're already doing other things. It was just, they're just missing this piece. And so they okay. add that piece. And then things started changing for him. So I, I love that part. Like, I, I love that I can come in and, and, and do that and just, and like, oh, man, you're taking off now. Oh, yeah, because I was missing this one piece when we put it in there. So For sure. Yeah, sometimes it's just making one little lifestyle change can make a huge yeah. difference for sure. Yeah. We see yeah. it all the time. <laughs> can I we say something really quick? Yeah, go for it. So. Speaking of lifestyle change, so like a lot of people don't realize that sometimes just tweaking, just having a set bedtime and a set wake up time makes a huge difference because your body needs to know when it needs to start the process of waking you up, like while you're still asleep. And cortisol, which is our stress hormone, plays a huge role in that. Yes. So your body has to know. So like when you, if you, 
So I have some athletes are like, oh, well, I'll get up at 7 a.m. one day and then it may be 9.30 and then like, and then 6, oh, and then 8. And then, and so it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And so your body's kind of like, ah, I don't want to start the process of waking you up. When do I start increasing cortisol? You know, when do I start decreasing cortisol? When do I start doing this? And so that imbalance can really mess you up as well. So sometimes, I mean, I'll just tweak that alone and they're like, oh man, I feel so much better. Yeah, because now your body knows what it needs to do when it needs to do it. That takes discipline. So all, all of a lot of what I do is very like discipline oriented um, because sleep isn't just something that you, it's not just some fad, you know what I mean? Like this is, I mean, we have to sleep. Yes. You know, and, and, it's, and it's just, it's part of, it's part of that cost. It's part of that price of, of you know, of, of wanting to be, of wanting to be elite, but some just don't want to do it. So they'll never, they'll never get there because they don't take that serious hard that's that's been my biggest struggle with sleep is like trying to get into a consistent schedule of waking up and going to bed it's been I don't know why it's just so hard for me um how long does it usually take like if I were to say okay now I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m and I'm going to go to bed at 9 p.m or whatever my sleep schedule is how long does it typically take to get into a routine where you don't have to like force yourself <laughs> to do it right. or is it even possible? Yeah. So I usually, so um, like when I'm working with people, like the first 30 days is the most important, you okay. know, because, because your body needs, needs time to acclimate to that change. Now that's, that's my, that's how I do it. You can get 10 other people, you know, that, that do what I do. Um, and you're going to get 10 different answers. You sure. Know what I mean, it's just it's just based on experience. In my experience, that that's what works for for what I do and who I'm working with. You know, so like for 30 days, like we're going to work on this, okay? Because your body needs like so like so if if I let's say I'm working with you and you've been consistently going to going to bed, you know, around midnight or and after that, and you're like, man, I really want to start going to bed around like 10 10:30. I'm not going to be like, okay, here's our plan tonight, 10:30 bedtime. It's not it doesn't work that way. You know, because okay. it's, it's going to shock your body and then you're just going to be laying there awake and your body's like, well, what are we doing in here? Like, we don't usually do this until, you know what I mean? And so like, I, I, I do it in steps. And so really what I do is like every like 25 to 30 days. So let's say you go to bed at midnight. So I would give you an 1130 bedtime. So at 11 o'clock, start the 30 minute wind down and bed by 1130. And then, and we do that every single day, you know, because some people like within like a week or two weeks, they don't see results. They're like, oh, this isn't working. Like, no, you got to be consistent. And so next thing you know, like that third or fourth week, it's like, oh, this is starting to get a little bit easier. You know what I mean? And then and then, and then we scale it back again. Now, now we're going to go to 11 o'clock bedtime, 10.30, start 30 minute wind down at 10.30 and bed by 11. So it's a process, you know, and some yeah. people, some people can probably, you know, can, can get you there even sooner than that. This is just how I do it. Um, and that's just what, what I've, what I've seen work for me and, and you know, my clients, so. No, that makes total sense. And I feel like too, it's hard a lot of times because people's schedules are so inconsistent too. So it's like, yeah, how can you go to bed at the same time every night when one day you have something to do at 10 PM, the next day you have something to do at 6 AM. It's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to get good sleep that way. Or even I've, I've noticed like I've been waking up earlier, like I feel like the past month or so pretty consistently some days I wake up at five some days I sleep in till eight usually the latest I sleep into is like eight um mm-hmm. but most days I'm I'm usually up around six or seven 
And so I've noticed that now, like I went to the fights last night. Uh-huh. The fights were over at 1030. I was exhausted. I mean, my body was like, we need to go home now. Yeah. And so as soon as the fights were done, I, I, I got out of there. Like me and my friend were like falling asleep. And, but I think it's because my body knows that like, normally we're, we're not even out at this time. Like, what are we doing? Real thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and I've noticed that because I used to be able to just go and go and go and go. Like I would go out, go to the fights, hang out after, you know, whatever. And now it's just like, I immediately, I'm just like, I want to go home. I want to go to bed. I need to get my sleep. And which is a good thing. But it's so hard to balance because it's like, yeah, there are things that I have to do sometimes at night and then trying to get enough sleep and waking up early the next day. And then I also have the chronic fatigue on top of it, which that completely screws up my sleep all the time because there there have been so many times where I've gotten into a good sleep schedule. And then one day I'll sleep in because I'm just having one of those days where just my fatigue just takes over me. Yeah. And then I end up staying up late that night because I slept in. So it's yeah. <laughs> kind of a it's vicious cycle. So hard. For yes, it's a yeah. vicious cycle. It's hard so, to break. Okay. So to add to that, so what you just said, so you went to the fights and then you're like, oh man, I, I really got to. So you didn't even like abuse your body the same way that the fighters did, right? And your body was already feeling like yeah. that. And so that's why so I thought, like, you know, you use and abuse your body more than the average person or non-athlete. So therefore you're, your, your body and your brain literally requires more recovery and repair time, right? And so, again, so you felt that way, and you, you weren't even fighting. But then this guy that just finished, you know, whether he won or whether he lost, but they both still, you know, still use up their, their, their body the same, you know what I mean? And then the guy that lost is probably even in worse shape, you know? Yeah. And so then, like, so then they'll do that. They'll, you know, even if they lose, like, they'll get all, they'll, they'll get, you know, cleaned up, and then, and then they'll go out. Mm-hmm. After all of that, I'm just like, holy, like, you guys, like, you, you just, <laughs> they they just don't get it you know and but it's not a priority you know i'll always go back to that um yeah but yeah it's just it's, it's just wild to me and that, that's another that kind of go back to your other question that's another revel- big revelation of mine is like man you know it's just like he would just he would just let me help you out you know what i mean like i could get you somewhere different you know but you know it, it, is, it is what it is like they they think that i always said like the enemy the enemy of good is better you know, so like they think that they're good, but then like there's better out there, but it's hard to accept better because oh, I'm good over here. You know? Yeah. I yeah. think sometimes too, a lot of people don't see their potential. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important <laughs> where if you're in a field or you're in a career to find people who are doing it on a much higher level. So you yeah. can see an example of what it actually takes, because yep. then you'll be like, oh wow okay can I actually get to that level and then if you see that and you think oh I could do that then it's Mm -hmm. like well you know what it takes so you can do it you have an example in front of you you know and you and then you realize that it's not as easy as you think um Mm -hmm. but I think that's so important because also it shows you that it is possible because sometimes we see you know these elite level athletes or even just like in my experience, like I see Joe Rogan, like to kind of compare to my field, like, and I'm like, wow, you know, like that, there's no way I could ever do that. You know, I'm like, that's impossible. But then, you know, when you kind of start 
interacting with people who are doing it on a high level and you realize you're like, oh, I just need guidance. I just need someone to show me how to get there. And Mm -hmm. you realize that it is possible. You're just missing some pieces. You're just missing a few things that if you make these little tweaks and like that was the biggest uh, driving force to get me to like stop drinking because I saw a lot of people that were really successful and I met a lot of people that were really successful and talked to them. And a lot of them don't go out. They don't go anywhere. They are yeah. at home in bed. Yep. <laughs> and so yep. I realized that and I'm like, oh, okay. And it's not even just like the alcohol part of it, which obviously, and we can get into that if you want the effects of alcohol on sleep, because yeah. I know it has a big effect, but, um, but it's, it's not only that, but it's also just the time the, the time consuming factor of it and yeah. not being disciplined enough to say, no, you know what? I'm, I need to be in bed at that time. I need to stay home, you know, or, or even just like having the discipline to leave a couple hours early when you normally would stay and hang out and, you know, go to the next bar, go bar hopping, whatever. Um, yep. but it's not even like that. It's yeah. It's the time aspect of it. And it's staying out late being up late because usually when you go out you're staying up late you're eating bad you're you know you're not in an environment that's meant to drive health you know you're you're eating fast food or you're eating bar food you're you're out with your friends you're not paying attention to the time and then yeah you kind of just go backwards and so when I realized that I was like oh this is almost like a cheat code because most people are doing these things. Most people are going out on the weekends. Most people, and if they're not going out, they're doing something that's a distraction. They're doing something that's holding them back from reaching their full potential. So I'm like, well, if I just eliminate those things, then I'm already going to be ahead of most people because, (laughs) you know, it seems like that is like the quickest way to get ahead because like the hours I've gained in just the past year, from not doing, you know, and I, it's like, I have fun guys, you know, I have fun. I still have fun. I go to the fights, you know, like once a month or whatever. And I, you know, I have friends, obviously, you know, I, I don't socialize as much as most people probably do, but I socialize in different ways. I, I socialize, like, I like to talk about ideas. I like to talk about, you know, my goals, plans, like those kind of things. I don't like to sit around and talk about whatever you know it's like I I want to talk to people who are going to help me elevate and so I feel like that to me was like the biggest cheat code that I found was like oh I just need to yeah be more disciplined (laughs) and then I will get ahead because the times that people are out and they're you know let's use I don't know January New Year's Eve that's when everybody's supposed to be starting on their goals, right? Well, most people start the new year hungover. And <laughs> like the hours of time that I've gained from not doing that, from not only going out, but then the next day you wake up and you don't feel very good. The hours I've gained from that is just like, I wish I could just add them all up and see like how many hours of productivity I've gained. And not that you need to like not have fun and yeah that you need to completely like shut out all, you know, fun and socialization from your life. Of course, like we're social creatures. We need to socialize, but I think, yeah. And finding creative ways to socialize that are also productive for you, I think is important too. I think that's huge. 
you know, and that's and that's kind of and that's part of, you know, when I when I talk to athletes, you know, that that's 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 part of the cost. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you tell me if you tell me that you're all in, there's a cost to that. There's a big yes. one. You know, and like and I work with athletes who are who are paying that every every day. You know what I mean? And sometimes it does suck. You know, we have follow up sessions and they're like, man, like you know, I miss I miss this with my family or I miss whatever or like all my friends are out, you know, but you know, I told them I, you know, I didn't want to go because, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm competing, you know, in, in a, in a week, you know, and it's just like good, you know, you know, and like why, well, you know, I did see him last week, but man, you know, it's been a minute, you know, that's part of the cost. If you want to be an elite athlete, you can't do the same thing that everybody else is doing. Uh, so I'll give you an example. So there's this, there's this, uh, man, I'm not going to put him out there, but there was this NASCAR driver that I was kind of in talks with. We we're kind of going back and forth, and. Um, he was like, man, like everything you say is great. He was just like, but you know, he was young and he was like 22 at the time. And he was just like, but when my, when my friends are out, like, I feel like I need to be out with them. You know what I mean? And so and he does that, you know, and he was, he's always out. Like I would see his social media stuff like two o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, you know, and so I'm like, okay, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I can't force you to, to, to do this. I would never, I would never do that. But yeah my thing my message to him was is that you're but your friend like i, I said i asked him are your friends are they nascar drivers he <laughs> right like, well, he's like no he's like oh, he's like are they trying to be the best are they trying to be the best you know nascar driver that, that they can be because that's what you told me you wanted to be right and he was like well no i'm like well there's an answer but their priorities are, are much different than yours yes. you know what i mean they're, they're, they're trying to be great they're, they're trying to evolve and, and, and be great a, a lot different than you are whatever their career is you know, I said, so your priorities have to be different, right? And I was like, and, you know, if they were, and I said, I don't know, I don't know them, so I can't judge them. I said, but if they were your real friends, knowing that you have a uh, um, a race coming up, hey, man, hey, don't, don't worry about it. We're good. Like, say, you know, you, you don't need to be here, man. You, you got you got this going on, you yep. know? But a lot of times, you know, they don't see that, and so they want you for what they need you for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the difference and those are his real friends i'm not like i said i'm not judging them for that but i'm just like look you know if they kind of were really into it like for you like you are then they're like hey man like you got to race because think about it like in nascar like your reaction time has got to be oh my gosh and so think about going in sleep deprived like that like come on man like it's just crazy to me um so i, I kind of like map, map it out to him like that and he was just like damn he's like now that you say it like that but you know we, we didn't we, i mean we still Every now and then we'll text, but like, but we still, but we still, we're still not working together because he, he still wants to, he can't let that go, you know. And eventually, you know, it's it's gonna, it's gonna get him, and you know. Oh yeah, well, especially oh, yeah. being young too. Gosh, and with social media, it's so hard. Like, you know, you see all your friends having fun, and but the thing is, mm-hmm. is like, people are only showing you the the highlights. They're not yeah. showing you when they threw up in the bathroom two hours later and they got in an argument with their girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they don't show that part. They're just showing yeah. the fun part. So then you yeah. see that and you're like, oh, I'm missing out. But it's like your friends are going to see you when you're champion and they're like, man, maybe I shouldn't have gone to the Perfect. bar that night. <laughs> yep, that, that, soccer, that those sacrifices. See, I wish I had somebody like me when I was, I played semi pro football. And like, I wish I had somebody like me to tell me that, hey man, you can't go to every after game party, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, because like after our home games, you know, we, you know, we had like bars or clubs that was, that was sponsoring us. Hey, just, you know, show your face, whatever. Well, I'll tell my face and more, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just like, hey, like, you know, thanks guys for the sponsor. You know, have a few drinks, eat some of the pizza and wings they had laid out there, and then and then get the hell out of there. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm 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 like, oh, where where are we at? You know what's going on? And so I wish I had somebody to tell me that. Even so, I was that guy of somebody you know playing at a high level, but then like I was kind of the outlier, if you will. But right. then eventually I started to. As I got that, that's when I was like, you know, for like my rookie year, I was like, I was like 21 years old, 20. I was like, I think I was 20 years old, and then probably about within my third season is when I started to figure it out, you yeah. know. And so that's kind of how I'm able to, to tell these other cats this now, you know, because eventually I figured it out and I started actually doing it and putting the work in, and, you know, kind of you know, putting my head in the ground and, and just work and work, 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 work. There was no way I could, I could, I could tell these guys and just try to tell them that I didn't do it, <laughs> you know right um, but i actually had i actually figured it out and was like man like this is actually this is actually better than than this because now i'm yeah. you know i'm going up so yeah 100 percent. yeah and it's hard it's the problem is there's not the instant gratification so it takes mm-hmm. a long time to realize that and it takes being disciplined for a long time to realize that you really weren't missing out on as much as you thought yeah, and I what it. you? I the work. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I did. It's just I, I just love the grind. I, I love the, the, the aspect of, of knowing that I'm getting better. Yes. You know, because then when I take the field, I, I get, I get to show the other team what I've been doing. You know, right. I get to humiliate guys on the other side. I know his family <laughs> and his friends are here to watch him. Like, cause I played, I played defense, and I played defensive back. And it's like I know they're, they're here to watch this receiver try to beat me and catch and, and, and win over me. No, like I'm, I'm, I want that, I want that bus ride home to be, to be, I want it to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I want the conversation. I want things to be uncomfortable for you when the game is over. You know, I want that bus ride back to be quiet. I don't want anybody, right. I don't want anybody on, on that team talking. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, I, I, yeah, I just had that mindset. And yeah, it's just, you don't really, you don't really see that mindset anymore. It's, it's kind of a, you know, yeah, kind of die definitely. Down a yeah, and it, and that has to give you like especially as like a fighter because that's an individual sport too where it's like you're in there by yourself. It's just you yeah. versus your opponent, and they're in there by themselves. So I feel like if you know that you've been skipping the parties, you've been going to bed at a good time, you've been doing the work, you've been putting the work in, you've been staying disciplined. If you know that, and you're going into a fight you have to have so much confidence in yourself because you're like, I know I've been doing the work. I know nobody can touch me because I've been doing what nobody else is doing. (laughs) Expectant belief. There's this guy, uh, I'll give him credit, shout out to Ethan Johnson. Um, I I watch a lot of his stuff and I, and I implement a lot of his, you know, his stuff into my, when I'm talking to teams and at, you know, different players. And, you know, one of the things that he talks about is having what's called an expectant belief. You know, it's just like the belief that like, you know that based on all the work that you put in, the training that you put in, all the sacrifices that you made, that when you go when you go up to your against your opponent, there's nothing against him, but I just expect to beat him. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just that it's just that having that expectant belief, um, and it's just you, you have to have that as an athlete. Like I can imagine taking the field as a defensive back. I'm like, well, I I I hope I win against this guy. I hope I can stop yeah. him. I hope I'm good. No, you can't. You can't go out there like that. Like, man, like I'm, I'm the best out here. Like, this guy's not getting anything on me. You know, like you, you have to, you have to have that. Percent. Um, yeah, it's yeah. 
I feel like that's the only way because then it, it also like some of like the mental rehearsal plays into it where you can almost visualize yourself beating them and you can mm-hmm. visualize yourself winning. And then when it happens, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A-duh>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause look what I've been doing this whole time. Like I knew this yeah. was going to happen. So I think skip, you can't skip any steps. And I think no. that's hard to cut you off, but that's another thing that Inky was talking about. You know, he always says that, you know, a lot of times, you know, life or the, or like the, the game, if you will, will, yeah. you know, will present, you know, in, in front of you, you know, in place in front of you circumstances and situations that will expose you for skipping those steps along the way, yes. along the journey. And so you have to go in hoping that your opponent skip more steps than you do. Right. You know what I mean? Because, because it, it doesn't make, you don't get exposed like that in practice, in practice, like it, it exposes you like during competition, you know, and then it's kind of like, Dang, oh yeah. Hey, hey, you skipped a couple steps. This is, this, you know, and then that, next, next thing you know, you either get knocked out or whatever the situation is. So you, you can't skip any steps along the way. And I'm one of the, well, not me, but sleep is one of the steps that gets skipped a lot, you know, as it pertains yeah. to, you know, just in life, but in, in, you know, athletic performance. So can't skip that step. Oh no, especially, well, and you already kind of touched on this, but like with, with combat sports, especially with the brain trauma, I mean, sleep is so important in for having, I guess, longevity in your career has to be huge because if you're repeatedly, you know, taking abuse in your brain, um, it's going to catch up to you. And if you're not setting yourself up for success, as far as like taking care of your brain health, and sleep is a huge part of that then your career longevity is going to be limited and yeah i mean what are i guess what are some things that fighters in particular um can do to help not only their sleep but also helping like their brain health their cognitive function like it is i guess how big of a piece of that is sleep as well uh it's a it's a big piece so um, so a lot of people don't realize um, that when we, that, like when we use our brains, um, instead that structural damage actually takes place, occurs, you know, in our brain as we like. So right now, as I'm delivering information to you, like we're sitting here doing this, like we can't feel it, but like structural damage is actually taking place. Like toxins and byproducts are being deposited, toxic waste is being deposited in our brain. And so when we sleep, and this was proven, uh, you know, with imaging while somebody was sleeping, um, our brain cells actually shrink and pulses of cerebral spinal fluid come in and pretty much like power wash our brain. And then we have like a drainage system called our our glymphatic system. We have a lymphatic system in our body. Our brain has what's called a glymphatic system that helps drain that toxic waste out, okay? Mm. So then like, that's why the next day we're more mentally aware, more mentally focused and more mentally energized and different things like that. And so that's really important when it comes to combat fighters because you have to allow your brain the opportunity to clean itself out. So now you add in, you're, 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 you're up late, you just got punched in the face a bunch of times, whether you won or you lost, you know what I mean? And so, and so now what can happen is, you know, your brain can get confused because of that traumatic injury. And so now the, the brain cells are no longer producing energy. And energy is ATP, adenosine triphosphate, all right? That, that's like the currency that our cells use to, in, like in, throughout our whole body that, that it uses to operate function well when when your brain can't produce energy you, you, they go into what's called a uh, an adenosine crisis or an energy crisis and so the, the the cells in the brain the mitochondria aren't producing energy 
So now they're not getting, so now they're not producing oxygen. So now your brain's not getting oxygen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so then that's where cognitive function starts going downhill. See, okay. a lot of combat athletes don't know that, you know, and so sleep plays a huge role in that. So your reaction time, you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff, you know, like recognizing and, or, you know, being a memorizer, recognize, um, you know, how a certain opponent, like, you know, how they maybe, how their foot turns when they're about to load up and do something, whatever it is, like whatever specifics that you have, you know, whatever their tell is, like, you should be able to recognize that, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, there it is. Well, that, that, that happens in here and sleep plays a big role in that. Um, so like, it's really, really important for them to, to prioritize that. And that's what I help them do. Um, right. Oh, I actually want to show you. So this is something that they can do. Um, so I have this, this device here and I use, I use this with my combat fighters. Um, it's what's called this intranasal, um, photobiomodulation therapy. So red light therapy to the, you know, to the, to know. So you clip it in here and it, and, and it, what it does is it, it, it exposes, um, like all these blood vessels and capillaries, you know, in the, in this, you know, olfactory bulb here. And so what happens is, is that this, like there's the mitochondria in our cells picks up that light and it's, and it's systemic. So like it, that the, those, those blood cells, you know, they, they, they carry that energy to the brain and it helps the brain with like cell repair, um, you know, uh, cell, re, you know, regeneration, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it really, really helps with that, you know, um, maintaining brain health. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I guess one big question too, is like, when you're working with a fighter, mm -hmm. um, is it more of like, okay, you didn't get good sleep the night before your fight. So your reaction time is not going to be as good. Or is it like a compounding effect of like, you didn't get good sleep consistently for two months. And mm -hmm. so, or is it kind of a little bit of both? Uh, it's a little bit of both, but, um, it's the, it's the, you know, not getting sleep for a consistent amount of like days or weeks, because what happens is you build up a lot of what's called sleep debt. Okay. Right. And so when you build up a lot of that sleep debt, so like there's an equation for it's like, you know, sleep debt is like the amount of sleep that you should be getting, the amount of sleep that you are getting, and then that equals your sleep debt. So if, if you know, if you, if you know that you want to get nine hours of sleep, right. But then you only get six okay and then that's every every and that's every day well just do the math on that and then the sleep that you're not getting that's your sleep day right and, and you don't you don't get that back so the biggest misconception oh i'll, I'll just sleep i know I'll, I'll, I'll just sleep in you don't really get that back um and mm. so if you're not sleeping well for like two or three weeks leading up to a fight but then like you get like two good nights like you're not going to be you're not going to be a hundred percent now, don't okay. get me wrong, like, it's still a component of your adrenaline, you know, like you're getting ready to fight, like you're, you're amped up, yeah. but it's still making an impact on the back end, you know, that, that you don't realize, you know, so like you, you got to sleep consistently good, you know, for, for a week or two, two or three weeks, you should be doing it anyway, but obviously, you know, we have lives and different things going on, but like, sure. you know, if you're competing, you know, you, you got to focus for like two to three weeks leading up to whatever, whatever your competition is, you should be focusing on prioritizing that like big time. And then, and just kind of, that's why I exist to help them be able to do that, you know, consistently leading up to whatever they're doing or, or even, even before that, just helping them understand like you gotta be doing this all the time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you think that there's like a different demand of sleep for fighters like do they need more sleep than like somebody like me like the average person i mean like i train a little bit but i'm not 
training <laughs> for a fight or anything. So it's like, do you think, or is it just kind of depend on the person, like what their sleep needs are, or I guess, how do you even figure out how much sleep you need? Yeah, it's, it's both actually. So, um, so like, since you train, I would, I would treat you like an athlete because, because, because you're using and abusing your body more than the average person. You know, right. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so like, like I said before, like, you know, as a, as a fighter, any kind of athlete, you know, you use and abuse your body more than the average, you know, non-athlete. So your body literally requires more recovery and repair time. Not only, and that happens during sleep, you know, so that they need at least between, you know, at least nine to 10 hours because the average person, you know, they say needs to be between seven to eight, hmm. you know what I mean? And so, so now you add on what you're doing to your body and you need more. And so you need more than that because your body, because your muscles need to repair themselves. Those muscle fibers and tissues need to fuse back together bigger, harder, and stronger. Uh, that's li- literally how we get stronger is, is, is during sleep. Um, a lot of people don't realize that growth hormone is released during sleep. About, about 75 to 80% of growth hormone is released during, during you know, when we sleep. Hmm. You know, so that's really, really important um, yeah. to prioritize that. And so growth hormone, hormone, hormone release is actually reduced or decreased when your sleep onset is decreased. So when you're staying up until, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, you know, like your, your body literally, like we have what's called a sleep drive. And so your body like literally is like, hey, wait a minute, we're not supposed to be, so it, so it tries to like do like a hard, cold shutdown on you, you know, and then you're like, no, 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 we're doing shots, you know what I mean? And then you just keep going, you know, and, yeah. and, and now, you know, and, and so now it's like, well, damn, like now I, I can't even release the growth hormone. Like I can't even clear, I can't even clean or clean the brain out. I can't do this, 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 and this, and then that's when all hell breaks loose right yeah exactly and I don't know I feel like first of all yeah it's so hard to get enough sleep it's hard to schedule it it's hard to make the time for it and I feel like just yeah so many things get in the way and a lot of times you know fighters not only are they fighting but they also have like their full-time job on top of it or they have a part-time job at least until they get to you know, an elite level, a lot of times they don't have a choice. So I feel like that's a big obstacle too, is just scheduling it and making sure to make the time for it because they have just so much going on. And, and, and yeah, I mean, like there's only so many hours in the day, there's only so many things you can do. So it's almost impossible to get good sleep without making a sacrifice somewhere else in your life. <laughs> like you, you really honestly have to, And I don't, I mean, honestly, I, okay. So piggybacking again, what do you think about caffeine? Like in general, like how impactful is that on disrupting sleep patterns or is there a good, I guess, I guess a healthy dose of caffeine to consume or should we be consuming it every day? Should we not be consuming it every day? I was really curious about that too. Yeah, no, it's all it's all in when you consume it. <clears throat> so timing yeah. is everything. Um, so like you, know, you get up in the morning, you know, you have your cup, great, have that one cup, be done. Now it's it's hard, and a lot of coffee drinkers, I mean, they're they're gonna, you know, I, I always get the oh, yeah, I always get that. But you got to look at how they're how they're sleeping on the back end. So a lot mm-hmm. of them are doing things that make that have them that make them require coffee at like two three o'clock in the afternoon. So when you start fixing these different things that you're that you're doing or not doing sleep wise, then eventually you realize, oh dang, okay, that first cup of coffee was great, and now I don't need it anymore. 
you know, but they go through this vicious cycle of thinking, oh, I got to have this coffee, I got to have this coffee to, to, to pick them back up again because their sleep hygiene is terrible. Anyway, I just kind of went left there. Um, but no, like, like, I don't have a problem with caffeine. You know, just, just, just one cup, you know, maybe two if you want to, like, in the, you know, in the morning. Because, see, coffee, caffeine has an eight to 10 hour half-life. And so that's why we say, like, after your first cup in the morning, like, that, let, let, make that be it. You know, because what happens is when we drink caffeine, um, caffeine binds to adenosine, okay? And so what it does is it, it blocks, like, the sleepy effect that adenosine has on our bodies. And so that's why we get that, we get that, that big, that big pickup because it's yeah. blocking, relaxing, you know, sleepy. And so then when it finally wears off, well, the thing people don't realize is like that adenosine is still building up, you know mm. what I mean? And so then when that, when that caffeine wears off, then it's just like, adenosine, you know, and then, and then we just, we hit that wall and we crash, you know? Um, and so having that one cup is really, have your one cup and then, and then, and then be done. But it's easier. It's easy for me to say it like that. That that's like what it's supposed to be like. You know what I mean? But you for the oh, I'm a caffeine fiend. So oh (laughs) god, yeah. So for the ones that have to have like caffeine like throughout the entire day, there's there's something that there's something on the back end that's going on that that that's that's making them have to do that every single day. You know, Um, so you just have to fix your sleep hygiene and you know fix your sleep schedule to to really not have to do that anymore. And I've done that with people. Like I've helped them figure that out, but it's just again, like it takes discipline, and you you have to want, you have to want that change. Hundred percent. I feel like too, like sometimes when you get hooked on caffeine, you build up such a tolerance that one cup doesn't do anything, and then you're like, all right, here's a second cup, here's a third (laughs) cup, and it's like, oh my god. So I don't know. I I probably need to take like a break from caffeine, honestly, and just kind of reset. But yeah, that's been, I mean, lately I've been actually feeling like my sleep has been pretty good (laughs) finally, but I still have like the caffeine addiction and I'm like, ah, I gotta, I gotta fix this. I gotta still, you know, have, like you said, have my cup of coffee, but keep it to that and not continue drinking it throughout the day, uh, to fuel myself. And a lot of that comes from the chronic fatigue too. And that was a bad habit that I developed, Um, because that was the only way I knew how to deal with chronic fatigue was to just pour caffeine on it. And it's not good (laughs) because then, like I said, it messes up my sleep. So, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I feel like that, uh, is huge. And a lot of people are very addicted, not only to caffeine, but also, you know, we've got a lot of stimulants use, Mm -hmm. stimulant usage right now is huge. So, and I, I used to take medication for ADHD, which all of it pretty much is stimulants. And that really had a bad effect on my sleep. Like I, um, I had, I thought I had insomnia, but I was like, oh, it's just because I'm taking this (laughs) because now I don't. (laughs) don't (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So I guess, so for the average person, usually like six to seven hours a night is pretty normal. And then, but for an athlete uh, like around nine, nine to 10. Yeah. Seven, about seven to nine is, is what, is what they say for the, for the average person. And then like for athletes, like I think it's like 10 to 12 if they can. So like about the yeah. 10 hour mark really where I was, where I would, I would cap it. Uh, but oh again, gosh, like everybody's yeah. body is different. You know, everybody's, 
you know, there are outliers out there. Again, like they, they sleep for five hours and that, that's all that they need, you know. So there are people out there that, that, are, that, that that's what works for their body. Um, but for the majority, that's really not how it, how it works. Yeah. Well, and then there's always the misconception of like, oh, if you sleep a lot, you're lazy. And it's like, no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that's what I've always thought too. Cause like, it's just so normalized in our culture to not sleep enough and to just get it done, get everything done, get as much done as you can. And, um, yeah. and it's almost like, I've had people literally tell me that I was sleeping too much. And I was like, I don't think so. I'm like, I think my body needs sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why well, I'm there's sleeping. a thing called hypersomnia. So there's a, there's a thing called hypersomnia, which is like oversleeping. But those are for like the people that are sleeping like, you know, 14, 16 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's hypersomnia. Like if, that if did happen to me at one point. Um, I that was when I first got sick. That's when I really mm-hmm. started to kind of get serious with my doctors on figuring out what was going on because I was sleeping 14 hours a day on, on average. And yeah, that was you. right before I got diagnosed with lupus. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is not, <laughs> this is not normal, <laughs> but still then after that, you know, like I, I would go to bed at like 8 PM sometimes. And I it's like, yeah, I feel like I need this much sleep, you know? And, and I feel like too, when you have chronic fatigue, your sleep needs are a little different. Um, mm-hmm. but it's hard to tell sometimes when it's just, you know, when your body is telling you, you need sleep. And when you're just like, Oh, am I just being lazy? Am I just wanting to sleep in and, you know, be a bum? Like it's sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. And so mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough to, kind of let yourself sleep I feel like sometimes that's hard for me is just allowing myself to get enough sleep and not feeling guilty for it I feel yeah. like a, a lot of times in my life especially like you know I've worked in car sales which if you know anything about that it's usually like a 75 hour work week <laughs> minimum <Yeah. laughs> and you know you're at the dealership all day long and and yeah I think you would I would almost give myself guilt trips sometimes for sleeping um until I felt like I was rested. And so I'd be like, Oh, I slept in today. And I would like be so hard on myself for that. And I feel like now I need to kind of maybe be a little nicer to myself with that and realize that sleep sleep is important. I need it. There was nothing wrong. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, get your sleep, you know, you know, you you, you get up for your day and then, and then, and then do what you do, do whatever that you got to do. You know, yeah. I mean, because like, here's the thing: some people are like, "Oh, well, I get up at six a.m. every morning, and that's great. That's because you go to bed at like eight thirty or nine, and that's perfectly fine." You know what I mean? So, like, they're going to bed at a decent time, and then they're getting up at six. And that, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's okay. You know, like, it's, it, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, right. so like some people get up at five o'clock in the morning, but they go to bed earlier. There's a there, there there's a balance there. It's when you're going yeah. to bed at like you know ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and you still get up at five or six. You know what I mean? And it's just like, but but then like you're expecting your body to be able to to maintain and sustain physical functioning the you know the way you need it to, and it can't. So like okay, that kind of leads me to this here. So um a lot of athletes that they experience what's called fatigue misperception when they're sleep deprived. Mm. You know, and so when you're sleep deprived, it actually alters your your perspective on how tired you are. 
you know so now you're like oh, this is a lot harder than today or like oh man i'm more oh, man like i was i was i was lifting this like it was no problem but now i'm, I'm struggling with it because your your brain thinks that 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 it's more that it, it's harder than it than it really is you're more tired mm. than, you, than you really are because your muscles are tired because your brain's tired your body's tired yeah. you didn't let it you didn't let it uh you know replenish all the nutrients and the oxygen that you use throughout the day you know you didn't you didn't let your muscles recover like they're supposed to you didn't let your brain clean itself out like it's supposed to and so now you think these tasks are a lot harder than what they really are your decision making takes a hit you know and not not now your reaction time is, is, is impacted by a little over 100 percent. you know like all these things matter and like that, this is what these athletes don't understand and what they don't know when they're just like you know when they're like oh no, no, i don't i don't you know now i don't want to do that or if they just don't know in general you know some they just yeah i can't tell you how many conversations i have with pro athletes and they're just like oh man i had i had no idea i didn't know i i had no idea that that your body breaks down protein into amino acids and then when you sleep those amino acids work in conjunction with your growth hormone right so replacing your protein you know at least an hour before bed is really important oh i didn't know that but but you but you're an elite at like who who didn't tell you this <laughs> You know, right. it was like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I could see that being a huge problem. So people who are out there, which I was I would assume is probably the majority of people who aren't getting good sleep, especially athletes. What mm -hmm. would be like, I guess, your biggest piece of advice to them or where's a good place to start with kind of trying to fix it? Call me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> DM me. I'll, I'll, I'll get you right now um you know really you know what, what i tell you is just be more mindful um like and intentional with your sleep habits like pay yes. attention to what to what you're doing that's causing these you know the, you're that's causing you to not be able to get you know get, to get a good night's sleep you know and a lot of it is lifestyle changes but in order to in order to, to execute lifestyle changes like you have to be um, honest with yourself about what it is that you're doing and that, and that is, and that is detrimental. So, cause a lot of times, you know, that we have these, these, this comfort zone, you know, and we, we want to stay within that comfort zone, but that comfort zone's hurting us, you yep. know? So it's just stuff like that. So you got to be mindful of that. Implement a 30 minute wind down period. Like you, you need, you can't be going hundred miles an hour. Then like, Oh, going to bed. Can't do that. You know, like give yourself some time to, to, to come down, you know, again, implement some, you know, kind of some uh, pre-bedtime things like those cues, you know, that they help your body kind of, like, you know, in your, in your brain recognize, oh, okay, so we're getting ready for bed when we do this. And so then it kind of helps bring you down, helps with, you know, melatonin, you know, output, you know, release and different things like that. So just be mindful. But if you have any, I mean, like, you know, anybody watching this, DM me, you know, be more than happy to work with you. Fighters out there, DM me. We'll get, get you right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing all this. It's been really helpful in making me think about my sleep. <laughs> if I need to fix my sleep. Um, and I mean, and I feel like I'm pretty good, you know, with, with sleep, but I, there's a lot of room for improvement still. And, um, I feel like it can only help me go to the next level with, um, figuring those things out and making little tweaks and yeah, not being on my phone all night, you know, before I go to bed and, having bad habits and yeah, like you said, just kind of creating a, a good environment for me to be able to not only fall asleep, but also get good sleep because it's super, super important. Um, 
for your brain. And what I do requires me to use my brain quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and also, also having a, a dark sleep environment and in a cool sleep environment. You definitely want to okay. have a cool environment because that helps um, facilitate deep restorative sleep as well. Oh, yeah. That was one last thing I was going to ask you about because I watch a lot of Andrew Huberman and he always talks about like the sunlight. So mm -hmm. getting sun exposure. Is that something that you um, delve into at all or is that something that you are oh, yeah. a believer in? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I do that as well with some of my athletes. Well, I try to with all of them. Um, is like when you get up, go outside for like 10 or 15 minutes um, okay. and get that sunlight, helps wake you up. What happens is that that light, that, that so our eyes feed that information to our brain. It says, oh, it's light, time to wake up, turn off the melatonin faucet, start releasing other other hormones that are that are conducive to wakefulness and different things like that. And so you get that and it's like, oh, cool. And it, 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 it helps you uh, with your circadian rhythm or your circadian clock. Okay. Um, so that's really, really important because now what happens is that your eyes are constantly feeding that information. So then as the day goes by, sun starts going down, it's feeding, feeding, feeding that information. Oh, hey, the sun's going down. It's dark now. Certain, certain components you know, on, on your, in your circadian clock start taking place. Um, and so then it gets to a certain time. It's like, oh, okay, it's dark now. We need to start preparing for downtime, relaxation, sleep different things like that and so you have to you got to listen kind of listen to your body when it when it's telling you these things and really facilitate what it's what it's trying to do and when we push back at that that's that's when things start kind of falling apart so interesting yeah I noticed when I was going outside like first thing in the morning which I have a dog so it's pretty easy for me to do because I have to go yeah. outside first thing in the morning <laughs> but you know, a lot of people don't so I think that's important um and also staying outside for a little bit, you know, because sometimes I'll just run outside and as soon as my dog's done, I'm back inside. Back and inside. so, yeah, I need to kind of stay out there for a little bit, even though it's freezing right now. It's super I cold. But... Wait, are you in Illinois? Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we're not, you're not too far from me, but real quick, though, I also want probably so similar weather. Really good too. Light machines. Okay. Ah. Light machines are really big. Um, we would use these in clinic when, um, when patients would have what's called like a seasonal affective disorder or SAD yeah. um, type of seasonal depression that people kind of fall into around the same time every year around oh, this yeah. time when it's like gloomy and gray outside. And so yes. with light, light machines uh, are designed to sim simulate um, like the, the Lux LUX, that's that how they, how they measure uh, light. Um, it's supposed to simulate kind of like sunlight and you just kind of, you know, wake up, you kind of sit with this in front of your face and, you know, let it shine on you. And it's supposed to, it's, it's really helped a lot of patients when I was in clinic. So um, I, so I use that as well for some people that, that have issues in the mornings. If they're like, well, by the time I get up, it's still dark outside. Okay. We're going to use your light machine. Right. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. Well, where can people find you? Where can people find your, your business and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So you can, uh, so I'm on Facebook, I have a Facebook business page. Um, it's circadian health and performance. Uh, you can go on my website, www.circadianhealth.org. Um, you can fill out like a, um, like, like a little form on there and it'll alert me that you filled it out, leave me a message. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at TH Sleep Coach. I'm on Twitter at TH Sleep Coach. Um, message me, DM me, you know, whatever. And uh, we'll have a discussion and see if there's a way for us to work together. Fantastic.
Well, I appreciate you coming on. I'm sure I'll probably have you on again once I get my sleep figured out and then I'll have all kinds of new questions <laughs> to ask you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it. I mean, not only is it going to help, you know, other people who may need to hire someone like you, but also just helps me like, cause I need to be reminded about this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate it. And sometimes it's just the awareness. It's just knowing, like, oh yeah, I need to get more sleep. I need to, this is important. Sometimes just yep. having someone say that, uh, it, it can make a huge difference. So, um, I appreciate you coming on. I, I definitely will be watching this with a lot of intent when I, when I go back to edit it, because I need to, uh, like I said, I need to improve my sleep. I think, I think probably everybody watching this could do something to improve their sleep. So, um, yeah. And, and of course I will uh, let you know, as soon as I get this out, I'll, it'll probably be tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, if you have, if you need anything, if you have any questions for me or anything, just let me know, but, um, I'll try to spread the word and, and get this out there. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I, I do talk to a lot of fighters and a lot of athletes and, especially when they're trying to bridge that gap between where they are at now and getting to the elite level. I mean, something like that could make a huge difference. So, um, it's yeah. awesome that you're, hey. you're out there doing it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this really quick. So deep, cause I, yes. I, um, they, they don't mind me changing this because I, but I work with, um, so I worked with, uh, Jose Shorty Torres, which, yeah. is, which is pretty cool. Uh, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was actually my first time, my, my first MMA fighter that I worked with. Uh, he gave me a really cool testimonial um that's awesome so like i i think once he gets back he, he's getting ready to fight again he's already he's already overseas um he's fighting for a belt and so uh you know he was interested in like the whole brain thing so i think when he gets back we're gonna i'm gonna try to catch up with him he's I mean, he's he's that, that dude's all over the place um <laughs> and then uh myla hill i don't know do you know who myla hill is have you heard it she's sounds familiar orlando. but i'm not a hundred percent familiar all right she's out of orlando she's an amateur i think she's, she's a, i think she's about to go pro um, oh, okay. working with her and um, she's in orlando you said yeah yeah she fights out of orlando huh. um and then uh who else and i'm in i'm in talk right now with a valentina Vakova. i don't know if you've like yep. she's from okay so like i've kind of been in talk with her i think i might get her so um but that's awesome cool if i get her on board uh, yeah so there's, be, there's, a, there's a few yeah that would be amazing she's in the ufc right no, so she she signed with American Top Team. Um, well, that's her gym, but isn't she? Did she was she on Contender Series or I can't remember. I don't. I've know. seen her fight before. Um, well, she had, well, she hasn't fought MMA yet. She hasn't fought MMA. She's she's a boxer. She boxed. Um, maybe I'm thinking over, of somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, she hasn't. She's still waiting to get her first her first um her first fight. Um, oh okay but yeah so um but yeah so uh, you know she, she's really cool and had a conversation with her recently so hopefully i can get her on board and, and get her going that's too, awesome so. yeah yeah that's that's really cool i um i'm one of my friends josh augustine he's trains with jose so uh oh, nice. that's really funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. mutual connection there yeah i i still haven't met him i still um well he was at the fights when josh fought um the last time but, yeah. and, and I think because they train together, they go to the PI together all the time. I see them posting. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like, funny too. I like him. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like you, 
you'll only probably grow more and more and more the more you kind of get out there and have these conversations because yeah like mm -hmm. i said i mean there's a huge demand for just like what are some little things i can do to get to the next level because it's only going to evolve more as the sport grows and yep. people they're going to need you know somebody to help them just bridge that gap like i said to get to that next level and and that's why they have nutritionists that's why they have strength and conditioning coaches that's why they have all these things so sleep coach yep. you know the, there's all these little pieces and you put them together and that's the recipe that is it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so but no thank you so much am i saying your name right brianna am i saying that right i just go by brie most of the time brie? yeah okay yeah, we'll go brie, yeah. <laughs> that's easier but no brie thanks Thank you so much for for having me on. Like I love having this conversation and, and getting the yeah. awareness out there, uh, just the athletes and non-athletes, you know, as well. Um, but yeah, it's just this is a lot of fun. I love doing it. Like I said, I always get nervous, but then like then, but then like once <laughs> I start, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, absolutely. Well, yeah, thank you again for your time. And uh, like I said, I'll let you know once it's out. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and educating me and everybody else. So um, yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see even more of your results and testimonials in the future. So yeah, awesome. keep me posted. Thank you so much. <laughs> Will do. Awesome. Well, you have a great rest of your night and have a great Sunday. And uh, I will talk to you soon. All right. You too. We'll see you. All right.